But today I want to share a message where um, I still feel it in my heart to share, and I want to call it the ripple effect. It's the ripple effect. So before I do so, I'd like to pray. God, I thank you so much for your word, that it is alive, and that it is living, and it is working. God, that it is cutting through the hard pieces in our lives, God, where it just speaks such truth and such love. God, where you accept us, because uh, you've chosen us before we even recognize who you were. And so, Jesus, today I ask that you speak truth today, that you speak love today. God, that you use my words, and God, however it comes to the people today, God, that it would be your truth today. I pray that in your name. Amen. All right, so quick recap. Acts 1, Jesus died, rose again. He's hanging out with his disciples, which are his followers. All right, and Jesus says, do not leave yet because I'm gonna actually ascend to heaven, but I am going to give you a gift, and that gift is the Holy Spirit. And so we talked about in Acts 1 a couple weeks ago. Acts 2 is when, so that was last week, we talked about how the Holy Spirit came down and it empowered Jesus' followers. They were waiting for a movement of God and that movement began. The Holy Spirit came down and in that day, over 3,000 people believed in Jesus in a day. And so that was last week. So that was Acts 2. Things are happening quick. Acts 1, Acts 2. I want to look at Acts 3 today. We're not actually on purpose going 1, 2, 3, 4. We're not going to be doing that all the way through. But in this part, we, we felt to do that. So if you have your Bibles, if not, it's going to be on the screen, but it's Acts chapter 3, and I'm going to go through it. And it's called, um, I'm calling it the ripple effect. There's a story in the Bible in this chapter, in this story, I want to show three things, three things on how it's connected, which is that ripple effect, which I believe we are seeing here today, a ripple effect. And one action that leads to another action, one event that leads to another event, one impact that leads to another impact. And a ripple effect is the counting or the continuing and spreading results from an event or action. That's a ripple effect. So right now in this place, a ripple effect happened. Amen? A ripple effect happened where we saw what was planned, the ones to get baptized. But after that, we saw that God was moving. God was working. God was speaking. And that out of what we saw, it's like our faith got risen up, right? If you don't see it, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, sounds, sounds peachy, but, you know, I don't know. But once you see it and you see the impact of what God's doing, all of a sudden you go, I want that. I want what they have, and that's Jesus. And that's what we started seeing, that ripple effect. This one action of our friends saying, I have decided to follow Jesus, has impacted some of us here today. Right? We have many of you who've come to support your friends or family members who are saying, I have decided to get baptized, and out of that, to follow Jesus. That decision that they made has ripple effect to you to say, yes, I will be there. If they didn't make that decision, you may not be here this morning. There was a ripple effect. Maybe you're here and you just happen to come through our doors. Maybe you found us on social media and you want, I just want to check you out. There was a ripple effect there by you looking and checking and seeing something interesting that caught your eye to be here today. A ripple effect. And in today's scripture, I want to show the movement of God where there's no denying the movement of God and how it is a ripple effect that keeps on moving when we have a faithful obedience to him. Today we saw those saying, yes, Dunk me for Jesus. 
right? I am faithfully being obedient to him. And there's a movement, a movement in God. So number one, what I want to pull out is this story or the miracle in Acts 3. The story you right now, what story is it that you're living what are you living? Where are you believing for a touch of God? You're believing for a miracle. Maybe you're believing for something in your life to change, for something good to happen. What is that thing? And if you can get that thing or things, hang on to that. Hang on to that because that, I believe God wants to talk into that today for you. But in Acts 3, the story starts. We have Peter and John, two followers that follow Jesus. And the story starts out when, when they're doing their normal they get up the morning, they get their coffee, they have their scrambled eggs and bacon, and there's good stuff, pancakes. And then they're going, they, they do their devotionals, maybe they watch some sheep pass by, and that's their entertainment for the morning. And then in the afternoon, they go to prayer, because that's what they do. It's normal. And so they get up, and they go to the gate called Beautiful, which leads you to the temple. And they're on their way to go pray at the temple. And since it's a high traffic area, this is also where beggars are put or those who are really sick or cannot work. They're also placed there because it's high traffic going towards the temple. They're strategic. And they have their, their cups and they're, they're shaking it, hoping for a coin or two. And so that is also happening. And Peter and John would pass a man every single day on their time to go pray at the temple. And this man who was lame at birth had no feeling in his legs. His legs did not work. He could not, they could not be moved since birth. And he probably sat at that gate day after day after day since childhood. That was his life, day after day, never knowing if each day would provide or what would be given to him. In other words, there was no hope for him. And what I want to read is chapter 3, verse 1. So we have Peter and John. They went to the temple one afternoon to take part in a 3 o'clock prayer service. And as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. You know, there are times in our lives where we often pray and ask God to solve our small problems. Right? Like, God, please, I just want today of no fighting in the house. Parents, <laughs> just stop. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> right? Just no more. God, please, can I just sleep this week? I just need a day of sleep because I have this thing. I just cannot sleep. God, I just, I need to rest. God, please, if that job can just call me. I'm, I need a job and that job I've applied for, I'm just waiting for that job. God, please, I just need that phone call. God, please, my family could just unblock me from social media. God, I just want, I just want to start where we left off. God, please, can I have relief from my pain? Just one day, relief from my pain. God, please, can you help me just lose that first bit of weight? And I will do the rest, I promise. I just need to see that you hear me or that you're moving. But what would happen if we asked for the big picture? Instead of the moment, <laughs> What, 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 
we need to stop asking for the small picture because God wants to answer our big picture. What if we prayed, God, today I believe the day is going to be calm. There is no fighting in this house. I believe it in the name of Jesus. God, today I pray for sleep. I'm going to sleep. Even the saying, I'm going to sleep like a baby, is not even true. I'm going to sleep like a teenager tonight, the one that's going into exams. I believe for a full restful sleep and a day. I believe for it. Right? God, today I pray for that job. I pray for that job that's going to call me, even if it's not the one I applied for. I believe you have one ready for me, and it's going to be perfect. God, I pray for my family. Let them experience peace. Let them, let them experience peace so I can share Jesus. God, I pray to be healed in the name of Jesus. Right? God, you created me. You formed me. Help me lose that weight. You know he cares. He cares. He cares about our physical health. He cares how we feel about ourselves. He cares. Don't think he doesn't. God, help me lose the weight that I want. Help me be strong. Help me be healthy. Show me what I need to do and give me the strength to do it. In the name of Jesus. You know, Jesus may say, I've got something for you that is even better than what you are asking for. So what are you asking for? Is it the big picture? We may ask God for what we want. But don't be surprised when he gives us what we really need. In verse 4, four Peter and John looked at the man who was begging. And Peter said, look at us. Because I believe the, the guy was going like this, just shaking and just head down. Because he had no hope. This is what he does. And why would he have hope that day? Nothing has changed. And he's looking down and he's shaking that cup, just hoping for a coin. And Peter says, look at us. And the man looks up, eagerly expecting money. So the number two, the touch or the answer. This man who could not walk, he was expecting something to help him that day. Whether it was a coin, maybe it was a piece of bread, maybe it was a blanket. Something that was going to give him a help in that moment. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. His body in that moment was touched and healed. But that was not the only thing healed. This is the part that stands up. Imagine not having the use of your legs from birth. Imagine that. Where you're sitting right now would be very difficult for you if you had no use in both legs. It was basically a death sentence for that man in that time to have that disability. Day after day, to sit at the temple gate to beg for money. He could not work. No one would want to marry him because he wouldn't be able to support his wife, let alone a family. He was a burden to those who knew him. He was looked down upon. He was an outcast. All the depression, all the anxiety, the doubt, the fear, the hate that he had for himself, that maybe people put onto him, that belittling. But the healing power of Jesus gave him a new life, 
a new beginning. And that's what Jesus does. He gives us a new life when we ask him to be our Lord and Savior. We saw it today. This does not mean you were saved. Okay? Clarify that. When we say, Jesus, come live in my heart. Come be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all the crap I have done and let me walk in new with you in Jesus' name. That is how you are saved with King Jesus. But the next spot goes, okay, now let's get you wet. Because when you get wet, when you go down, you're going, I'm dying to all of the stuff that I've been forgiven. I'm giving that away. I'm pushing it away. I'm digging a hole and I'm burying it deep and I'm leaving it there. Because when you come out of the water, you're victorious saying, Jesus, it's me and you. It's me and you and you, whatever, whoever you put in my life as I move with me and you, bring him on. But it's me and you. That's what that is. It's important to share the good news of Jesus and what he has done in your life. That's why we had them share a story. And I know a lot of them could unpack more because I've heard them. But in that moment, that's what came. And in Psalm 145, verse 7, it says, Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. The answer is and always is Jesus. Always. Always is Jesus. Jesus doesn't want to touch that one sore point in your body. He doesn't want to just make you sleep for one night. He wants to fill you with such joy, with such peace and such hope and such unconditional love. To fill you and empower you with his Holy Spirit and for you to be completely healed and made new. That is the big picture of what Jesus wants for you. And in verse 7, we see Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. I'm going, I can imagine the snap, crackle, pops going on. Right? If you have not moved your legs, remember, just think how shriveled and skinny they may be and just imagine the muscles grow into a healthy leg. In an instant. In an instant. And as Peter helped him up, the man's feet and ankles instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, then leaping, then praising. Well, that was a ripple. Right? He's testing it out. He's testing it out. He's testing it out. That was what he was doing. He went into the temple. In the temple, all the people passed him begging. And he comes in going, <laughs> look at me. Look what God did. And all the people are going, what just went down? I'm curious. I'm curious what just went down because that's not how he was before. Which leads us to number three, the people or the ripple effect. Verse 10, when they realized he was the lame beggar, they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they're absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John and Peter saw the opportunity. He went, oh, look at the people. Woo! 
By the way, do you know Jesus? He took the opportunity and he saw the people and he said to them, why is this so surprising? When we have King Jesus in our life, the God of the impossible, who makes the impossible possible, we should not be surprised when the movement happens. Peter says, why stare at us though we had made this man walk by our own power, by our own godliness, for it is God that did it. For it is God that did it. The moment this man was healed, jumping, running, excited, shouting that God had healed him, he was drawing the attention of people from all over, near and far. And Peter saw the crowd that was growing and the boldness. It wasn't Peter's boldness. It wasn't Peter going, oh, yeah, I'm pumping myself up. Ooh, I got this. I got this. Hey, John, I got this. Right? Ooh, yeah, I got this. All right, everyone, listen up. He was more like, God, give me boldness. Because I... <laughs> If it was like me, I'd be like, God, give me boldness. God, give me boldness because I don't know what I'm saying. And there Peter, to speak out of boldness, filled with the Holy Spirit. He shared the good news. That's the ripple effect that took place. It started with Peter and John doing what they always do. Some of us always go to church. It's what you do. Some of us always stay home on Sundays. It's what you do. That's what you do. And that's all right. Whatever you normally do. It started with the crippled man at the beautiful gate, shaking the coin around, hoping for more. It's what he did. He knows nothing else. This is what he did. But when the miraculous happened... These moments happen when we allow the Holy Spirit, when we're going, God, I'm open to you. I'm open for you to move. I'm, I'm tired of planning my life out. I'm tired of arguing. I'm tired of trying to make this, that, and this, that happen. God, I'm giving it to you. Peter and John stopped and gave him more than what he hoped for through the power of the Holy Spirit. His healing and his praises to God was a testimony to everyone around him who would see this man daily, and all of a sudden, he has legs. I'm pretty sure that if someone came in here who was once not able to walk and came in walking the next week, I'm pretty sure we would not ignore them. I think there would be a crowd around them going, tell us your story. And Acts 4.4 4, but many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not including women and children. Imagine that. Imagine that number. As I finish off today, I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. I'm going to ask everyone if you can stand today. I'm going to ask the question, what story are you currently living where you are believing for a touch of God? You're believing for a miracle. You're believing for something in your life to change for good. And what is that? I want to encourage you all that you are here for a reason today. 
You're not, you didn't just show up because you were invited. God's more organized than that. You're here for a reason. And whether that was to see what church is like or to have a cup of coffee, or maybe it was actually to experience who the Holy Spirit really is, or maybe it was to see the movement of God that took place here when people said, I have decided. Whatever it may look like, you are here for a reason. Scripture tells us that he knew you before you were even a thought to your parents. That's one that I always rest in when I days go, I don't know what I'm doing. What's my plan? What's my purpose, God? I don't get it. And Psalms 139 comes to my heart where he knew us when we were being formed. He had a plan for us. He chose us before we knew of him. That's how much he loves us. And I want to say today that our King Jesus is not a religious God. Our King Jesus is a God that loves, loves you as you are. If you are one that's going, there's no way that anyone could love me because you don't see what I did this morning or you didn't see what I did last year or you have no idea of my history. I don't. Jesus does. And he still pursues you. He still pursues you and he still loves you and he cares for you and he has called each and every one of you not to, not to come to church religiously every single morning or every single Sunday unless you do it because, you know what, I want to go to church and see my people. I want to go to church because I'm hungry for him. Not to, I want to go to church and sit on this chair and I have to listen to this again. That's not Jesus. Jesus is living and true and he wants to do life with you. We don't have to plan out our lives. He has a plan for us and he knows better than us. Remember, we are the small picture and he's the big picture. And he wants to give us uh, what we need. So today, what I want to give the opportunity for is a few things. Because here at church, I pray and hope you never leave your board. I pray that God's spirit is always working if you're open to him working in you. But I always give an application or a challenge because scripture is alive and true. It's not just something we read because we're bored. But instead we open our hearts to it and going, okay, God, what are you saying today? And that's what I did with Acts 3. I'll go, what are you saying today, God? And he says, ripple effect. I had no idea you guys would say yes to going in there fully clothed with no towels. That was not me going, I need actors. I need to choose. I'm going to talk to you and I got towels in the back just so you know, but pretend I don't. I did not do that. That's all God. Guys, that's God. And God has called each and every one of us to be in the movement of what he is doing. He will never leave you nor forsake you. 
and he wants to touch you from the top that's what I've been praying from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet he wants to make you completely new not just that leg not just this leg completely when that man was completely healed his anxiety was gone his depression was gone the lies that people put into him were gone he was rejoicing and giving honor and praise to our King Jesus because he was made completely new that's who he wants that's what he wants to do today to you which is fantastic so that's what I'm going to do today at first I want to give an opportunity if you're here today you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and what that means is that you're saying today Jesus I choose you I have no idea what that looks like but I believe you came and I believe you died for me and today I want to do life with you however that looks because I can trust in your promises which might mean that means my future has a hope because Jesus is our hope I want to give an opportunity if you're here today to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior to be bold and to be courageous and strong going today's my day just like the ones who did this today's my day I'm still sitting in the chair Caitlin and I'm wet when you're done I'm getting there right if you're here today and you want to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior can you lift your hand and I'm going to lead you in a prayer and let's close our eyes today church and let's put our focus to Jesus I see your hand and let's put our focus on Jesus today see your hand and we go Jesus today I am choosing you let my faith arise I see your hand let my faith arise where I'm going to walk with you because what I have going on right now is not working what I have going on last week was not working what I had going on five years ago I see your hand is not working but today Jesus you're gonna make all things new I see your hand. Anyone else? What I'm going to do is that I see your hand. Keep raising your hands as I talk. I can multitask. It's good. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And this prayer, just repeat after me. And it's, as I, it's, it's me helping. That's all it is. I mean, I'm helping direct you to Jesus. That's all I'm doing. Nothing formal. But as we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, you only have to do this once because scripture says he never leaves you or forsakes you. He's always with you. Anyone else? Let's pray. And if you're here, your hand's not up, that's all right. You can still pray this prayer and Jesus sees you. So let's all pray. Dear Jesus, today I choose you to be my Lord and Savior. Today I walk forward in a new life with you. Jesus, I accept your forgiveness because I am a sinner, but you have made me new. Forgive me, Jesus, and I love you. Thank you for choosing me. And today I say yes. simple prayer guys that simple prayer is you saying 
I just invited a best friend to my life, but even better, a Lord and Savior into my life. The one that will never leave you nor forsake you. The one who has planned your every step onward. And what you need to do is seek him out. But the other thing is don't do it alone. You need to be part of a community. You need to be part of friendship. Because as you guys step forward going, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) That's all right. We do it together. And that's what you see here. We're doing it together. And if you want to, let's do coffee and cookies. I love cookies. And let's move forward together as we follow Jesus. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Church, if you're here today and you're going, I have this thing where I'm going, I need to be healed. I am, I am tired of going today, Jesus, just one touch, just, just that one touch in my hip, just that one touch in my hip. God, just that one touch in my mind, take that migraine away, just that one time. Today, Jesus wants to touch you wholly. He has given us a new life, let's live it. And all we need to do is, Jesus, today, I receive your healing. And sometimes we can get disappointed, we're going, I feel nothing. Or tomorrow you get a headache. God, I'm not healed. But you know what? Faith. I pray faith rises up in you. Because when those headaches or when that pain or whatever that is comes against you, that's where you have the choice going, I am following Jesus. Jesus, I receive your healing. Whether I have to say it 10 times a day or one time a day, Jesus, I receive your healing. Because it raises your faith up. It raises your faith up because when you do receive your healing, you're going to be jumping, skipping, and shouting praises. We're all going to look at you and go, whoa, what just went down? So today, Jesus, if you're here, if you want a touch from Jesus, whether it's an ailment you have in your body, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual, whether you are physically in pain, whether you are depressed or have anxiety, raise your hand to God today. Because it's hard to receive something when their hands are closed off. Instead, we're making an action motion to our healer who wants to give us a new life. And we're saying, today, Lord, I receive your healing touch. So today, Jesus, we ask for you to heal our bodies in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you come, Holy Spirit, be in this place as you already are. And we thank you for your movement today, Lord. But God, I ask that you come and fill this room with your loving embrace. Where each and every one of us who are open to you will feel your loving embrace. And out of that touch, God, may the healing happen. We pray this in your amazing name, Jesus Christ. Let your healing come. Let your healing come. We're going to stay in this moment. And we're going to go into a moment of worship. But what we're going to do is two things. If you need to go, you may go. But if you don't need to go, please stay. Do not miss what God's going to do. And if you want prayer, I would love to pray for you. And I know some of our leaders would love to pray to you. And that, guys, we've been acting out in whole kinds of faith today, whole kinds of boldness today. So let's just keep it going. If you want prayer, come forward. Come forward in this place. I'm going to stand here. And I am wanting to pray for you because I want to believe that God's going to heal you. I want to pray for what you have.
And if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior for the very first time, can you be bold and come tell me? Because I want to pray for you also. Church, let's worship Jesus.